What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. People, welcome to the Legit Bat Podcast, and we're here with guest host Adam from Trust the Silenced. I gotta enunciate that. Is it silence or silenced with a D? Silenced with a D. Silenced. Silenced. Like like shadow band. Yeah. Yeah. New show out, and uh, he's got a couple episodes. It'll be great, I'm sure. As soon as we come on his show, it'll be fucking. That's right. That's right. (laughs) But he's a yeah. He's got a couple episodes out, and. I'm, I know you're going to go far with this, dude. It's going to be awesome. Loved it. Yeah, Listen, I, I love it. I'm loving it so far. So, yeah. And if you're a first-time listener, I'm Joe. This I'm is Jennifer. I Ew. poop at parties. Yeah, I poop at parties, too. <laughs> All right. I'll let you Jennifer just for that fucking yes. sound drop. Okay. That's it. <laughs> and that's it for the soundboard. Fuck off. But we had Jim Gale on tonight. Now, uh, he's been making the podcast podcast circuit. He's been doing a lot of podcasts. We'll just put it the easy way. And I've heard him several times, and so a, a lot of what he has to say, I'm sure, will be familiar with. But it's still good to rehash. And we went a couple weird directions as well near the end, as it usually happens. Uh, if you are not on Rockfin, go fucking do that. What's your problem? It's free. I mean, our show is the live stream is free, and then all of our past videos are not free, and it's ten bucks. But you get that. There's more content on Rockfin now than Netflix. I swear to God. Like, there's so Rockfin's much. the only way to go. I mean, it, YouTube's dying. Like I said, Netflix is trash. And I mean, why not? Why not get Rockfin? Yeah. What's just, cool about Rockfin? You just pay ten bucks and you get to watch it all, like Netflix. Like you're saying, it's everything. not like a certain yeah. podcast where you're playing or you're paying. Now I'm fucking sounding like you. <laughs> Can't say words and shit. Um, Damn <laughs> so it, mouth. You don't have to pay ten bucks for everyone's show, though. You don't get, you know. It's not like Patreon. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, you don't even have to pay for our show. Pay for, uh, I don't know, somebody else's show. Pay for show, anyone's and then you show, get and then you all can of our still stuff hear too. our show. It's pretty cool. Enough of a plug for that. We don't do ads here. This show is brought to you by me, myself, and Jen, <laughs> and sometimes Ben when he shows up. Uh, we do have a Patreon as well, and there's some uh, exclusive stuff, I guess, on that. We've been doing it since, like, March or still April. Patreon? So. I didn't even know. Yeah, it's still up there. I still post stuff once in a while. Sorry, guys. Oh, damn. Oh, to the new patrons, too. I'm so sorry I haven't sent out your stickers yet. I have to get more made. Just so. kidding. I totally knew we had a Patreon, guys. Oh. Oh, oh hey. Adam's got the legit bat sticker. I forgot I sent those to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on getting more stickers and keychains and shit, so hold the fuck on. But anyway, enjoy the talk with Jim and grow your own fucking shit, okay? Adam, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, enjoy the talk. Bye. 
we have a Mr. Jim Gale, the founder and CEO of Food Forest Abundance, on with us today. And guest co-hosting, since Ben couldn't make it again, is Adam from uh, Trust the Silence podcast, a new show. It's only been out for a couple weeks. So go check that out. I'll put links in the show notes like usual. Uh, I don't have any other things to say to open the show. So, Jim, how are you? I'll let you introduce yourself. Well, I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited to share everything. Uh, we really have the answers to all the problems in the world, and I can't wait to share that with as many people as possible. Awesome. Yeah. And also, Adam, introduce yourself and uh, give us your where we can find you and all that stuff. All right. My name is Adam. Uh, my podcast is Trust the Silence, and you can find me uh, on Twitter um, and on Instagram, both at Trust the Silence. Perfect. So I, I just wanted to start out with uh, Jim here. Just give us a brief overview of your little company you got going on and what you guys do. I know what you do, and I've heard you on several shows, but if anyone hasn't before, give us a rundown. You got it. So uh, Food Forest Abundance, we design and install food forests for people. And that's the simple way to put it. Um, we also do a lot of... Um, inspiring. We are out on a lot of podcasts talking about the why, right? Why do this? And that's where it gets to be a lot of fun. Um, and one of the quotes that has really shaped my life is there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world. And that is an idea whose time has come. And this is the garden of Eden is literally that idea. That's awesome. Yeah. So how, how do you guys start with that? I I've actually looked into it and I want to try doing it myself, actually. No offense, yeah. of course, to you. But I, I was looking at some of your pictures. I'm like, I think I could do that. I think I got enough room in my backyard. It would just take uh, probably your design skill to actually get it going. But how, how do you start with that, with like the planning of this food thing in, in your backyard? You got it. So somebody uh, is inspired. They want to know more about what they can do. And we share with them all of the truths about growing food, perennial food, like uh, we try to shatter kind of the belief systems around what's hard and green thumb and brown thumb and black thumb and time and money and space. And we can do that by just simple logic. Like let's take a peach tree, for example. If you, anybody can go plant a peach tree, it's just super easy. You just got to do a few things. You got to put mulch and some good soil amendment and 90% of them just with those two things will actually grow really well, right? And so then what is the return of, on investment on a peach tree? And if it costs you a hundred bucks to put in the ground, maybe even less after three or four years, you've got a hundred percent ROI. And then every year after that, you've got more than a hundred percent ROI and it's less maintenance than the lawn. So when you put all this stuff together and then scale it out with the thousands of different edible perennial landscapes that you can have in your yard, that are super awesome, then it, it really solves hunger and cancer and mass extinction, deforestation, all of it. Yeah, I, we've actually, Jen's been kind of messing around with some of that stuff. Uh, grew a mango tree. She has like, I don't know, 60,000 avocados that are about- Yeah, I grow, so I grow avocados and lemons. I have a bunch of lemon trees and avocados. Um, and then I have um, basil and then we grew we grew some peppers from seed this year. I grew an entire garden in Indiana where it was a lot, lot easier to grow food than it is here in the very, very dry part of California where it doesn't yeah, rain yeah. in the summer. Um, but I grew 
hundreds of plants from seed. Like I had a whole wow. cucumber garden and it vined oh up God. the garage and it was really cool. And then I turned it all into pickles. It was great. But out here I'm struggling. I can't grow shit out here. <laughs> I grow the beefsteak tomatoes. They turn into like cherry tomatoes and maybe yeah. we'll get like 10. And yeah, yeah we got this tiny little um, yellow squash this year from an entire palette that I planted. Um, wow. Yep. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. I need some I need some tips on how to grow in California. Well, huge props to the earlier thing you were saying about how you loved it. And when you talked about growing, you talked about it with such joy. So yeah. what I'm hearing is it's not work. It's actually the opposite of work. It's joy. No, it's not like hard or anything. Like I right. talk to my plants. I'm a weirdo. I'm like, You're lo you look so beautiful today. And <laughs> We played music to them too. Um, yeah, but I try to give them good yeah. soil and I have all the like um, – like nitrogen and phosphorus and whatever else you're supposed to give them. Like, I don't even know what, what all it is, but all the little, the breakdown of the three ingredients that they're supposed yeah, to have yeah. for when they're fruiting, when they're rooting and when they're, I don't know, when their leaves turn yellow, you give them nitrogen right. or whatever, but That is yeah, so cool that you take such joy in it. And, and that's, that's why I wanted to pull that out and have the audience hear that because that's one of the things that we associate somehow we associate pain with gardening. We, not we, some people, and they associate the dirt as dirty, as bad, as somehow that's going to get me sick when that's the foundation of life, right? So I just like to try to blow those thought processes away. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think your... it's dirty at all. I love it. I I'm love always it like, let's too. go get a big bag of dirt today. <laughs> that's like an exciting day for me. Yeah, so. go play in it. Rub your feet in the grass. There's dog yeah. shit in there too, but you, you can rub your feet in the mm. grass. Yeah. Well, not now. Hey, you can that, still ground but... in dog shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's probably a good connection. <laughs> so, I the interesting thing I thought was you uh you have the stats on this, not I, but the uh the percentage or the amount of acres or whatever it was that is just lawn in the U.S. And you're saying basically if everyone took that stupid monoculture that guzzled water and did what you're talking about, it would literally end hunger, at least for the most part. It would absolutely. So 40 to 50 million acres of lawn. And the supply chain that has to serve is, well, our average farm to table is 1,500 miles in the United States for food. Now, historically speaking, it's not more than 1,500 feet, right? So we have create, uh, completely centralized our food system. Our, the number of seeds that are out there now are said to be like 10%. I've, even, I've seen a lot of different numbers. I don't know which ones are true, who's selling what, but I know they're diminished radically. Every different farmer in, the, in you know, 100 years ago had a different type of tomato. Now there's like six that cover 80% of the market, right? So the, the seed is the diversity of life. So when we, it's everything seems to be coming at us to try to bring life down to nothing. And it's our job and my joyful obsession to bring life back up. And, and when you said, when I heard trust the silence, is that what your yes. podcast is called? Yes, yes. That's all I want to talk about in a way. <laughs> Um, in fact, can I ask you, can you share what that is about? Um, it's just, I just kind of came up with it kind of a pun on trust the science, but it's more because of um, everybody, like alternative thought processes have been kind of like hammered down on. And so I feel like they don't get the due diligence that they should. 
And so it's, I felt like it was kind of a good way to maybe kind of get those conversations going at like alternative ways of, of doing things and thinking and uh, whatnot. So dude, that's where I came up with it. Well, it's good to meet you. I couldn't agree more. That's the, the energy, the, the craziness that's coming at us from all directions right now is, is the problem. It's governing our mentes, right? It's mind control. Mm-hmm. And so this is fun. So th- then how do we, what's the solution? It's trust the silence. It's meditate. It's the gap in between thoughts. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I, uh, I work in an ag right now, but I'm more of uh, like traditional ag, but I kind of, it, for me it, every day when I go to work with traditional agriculture, it kind of eats away at me because I see what we do to our soils and how we have to replenish them and the, the pesticides and whatnot we're putting into them. And I, I kind of want to get away from that and move on to more of a sustainable, like for what you're doing. And uh, so, I mean, I, I really hear your message and I mean, I like what, what you have to say. Awesome. Buddy. Speaking awesome. of that, the, uh, I've heard a lot lately about biodiverse. I think that's what it's called. Biodiversity farming or biodynamic, biodynamic farming. That's what it is. And it's like replenishing the soil and putting bone meal or whatever, you know, to replenish all the minerals from the crops that are grown on there year after year. I mean, think about the Midwest and it's just nothing but corn and soybeans year after year. And I know they kind of rotate them out, but when you're doing just a, a select number of crops, so you're trying to do the opposite of that kind of by having a small scale biodiverse ecosystem that kind of feeds itself and, you know, works off of itself. 100%. I'll give you two examples that I just came from. Um, Galt's Landing. I, when we, when the whole shit was hitting the fan last March, my buddy, my partner bought about four grand worth of fruit trees and we had about 55 different plants. And literally he called me that day and said, Jim, I got some fruit trees. I need your help. So we got cardboard from the dumpster. We put it on the cattle pasture. We put a big mound of soil. I think it was 10 cubic yards, maybe 15 cubic yards of soil. Yeah, it was a big ass truck. Anyway, um, and then we put all these plants in the ground. We dug through the cardboard into the dirt. And we have the first two months, we spent about two hours a week watering it twice, um, I guess, because there was rain the other times. And then 14 months later, we've done nothing, like no maintenance at all. And there's 55 types of food growing there. There's longevity spinach all over the ground. There's passion fruit. There's olives. I mean, it's just crazy. How how long, what's the turnaround time on, like, if you were to come out to my backyard with just grass and weeds and dog shit, what's the turnaround time from the time you, you know, design it and then we actually can eat from it? So it... It, the design process is about a month, maybe two to two, three weeks a month. The install process is going to be typically like, are you in a colder climate? No, no. Uh, it's warm and hot and dry about 80% of the year. Like high desert. Okay. Okay. So then you could install, you could be installing in 30 days, 40 days. Then you're looking at usually the trees are about three to six feet tall. They're 50 to hundred bucks and they might have two fruit the first year five or 10, the second, and by year four, it's just rocking. And that's the perennials, but you've got bananas and berries and yuccas and cassavas and sweet potatoes and all these other things like longevity spinaches that can be three to six months. They can start. And then within a year, they're producing a lot. 
Wow. Yeah, our little uh, garden does not stack up to that at all. It was. Hey, I tried. Tr I was dude. Tried. I was I on my garden doing it with you. I've I mean... tried every single year for the last six years living here I, to I recreate was... what I did in Indiana. Yeah, I think our mistake and... was letting the chickens into the garden area. Yeah, they that wasn't a great up. idea either. But how and how big are it. these gardens? Um, so this one I'm talking about is only a circle of about 700 square feet. Oh, and wow. yeah. Yeah, it's a, but we're doing that at scale. We got 52 acres and we're planting food everywhere now, but now we're doing it in a design. So it looks more beautiful and it's more functional. That's awesome. That's what I loved about it. It's actually aesthetically pleasing too. It looks yeah. like a little jungle, like a personal jungle. And it stacks jungle. up. So are there levels? Yeah, there are. Like the, the levels where food grows, it starts underground. Like your sweet potatoes, by the way, sweet potatoes are my favorite food in the world right now. You can I eat the, the leaves, yeah, the stems, you can eat the potatoes, and they, they grow so fast. They create so much biomass, so much food in a short time. Um, but then you've got your herbaceous layer, a lot of medicinal plants and shrubs, taller, all the way up to the overstory fruit trees, and then the vines that go up um, among them. Wow, nice. that's so cool. What got you started on this? How did you think of doing this? Are you a conspiracy so, theorist extremist? Um, I am very aware. Um, I still, I had a really good run in business back about 20 years ago um, in the mortgage company. It did about a billion three in volume. And then um, I was looking for stuff to do. I had a lot of time. And around that time is when I learned, um, I was told that 9-11 was an inside job. And I said, oh, you're fucking crazy. You know, and <laughs> But they said, Jim, go watch this video. And I'm like, I'll go watch it, but you're crazy. And at the end, two hours later, the world made sense to me again, more than it had in a long time. And then I had all the time in the world. So I literally spent eight to 12 hours some days. I went nuts. I went down every rabbit hole, but actually it was the opposite of nuts. I felt like every day I understood more the our history. It's a history of enslavement. And then on, at the same time, you have more questions at the end of the day, even though you feel like you understand it more. You're like, oh, God, I don't have enough time to do this. You realize you don't know anything at all. I love it. Exactly. Wow. So yeah. did that is that what kind of spurred it last year, though, is just the whole insanity and you can and kind of wow. some foresight and you thinking, oh, shit, we got to start preparing for self-sustainability because well, this is getting crazy yeah so 14 years ago as i started going through that understanding i went nuts then and i've not i've not stopped what the difference is people are waking up at a faster rate now and i've learned to communicate my message more effectively nice. so those two things it's going <laughs> that's great so you guys actually go anywhere in the u.s or are you going international now or that's man i love your softballs thank you so much <laughs> because this is so cool so six months ago we launched and we're now in 15 countries and 40 states we've had a tv show pilot just finished with my favorite tv show producer the crocodile hunter and adrian um from entourage my favorite actor and we just finished a tv show that's going to be seen by millions that's awesome. awesome. We'll have to yeah. check that out for sure. When's that supposed to come out? It's um, we're selling. We're going to be um, going to market here in about a month. Sweet. So it's oh, really, great really plug for that then too. That, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun because it's, Adam, it's just got... so simple. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask Adam if he had any questions since he's yeah. in the uh, food production industry. 
So one thing I was uh, wondering about was for um, if you're going to start a new permaculture forest, do you think it's a good idea to put in a cover crop to kind of get your nutrients back? Or do you think you just mulch it right away and then just go from there? Actually, I would do three things. Um, I would definitely mulch, put a, a layer of soil in a lot of places if you can do it, maybe even just green biomass, some chicken mm -hmm. shit, some common ore, and then mulch the heck out of it. You know, as deep as you can get mulch, mulch is gold. Um, and then I'd get the nitrogen fixers and the cover crop in thick. Okay. And that'll speed up time. It'll just go really fast from there. Now for something like that, with, for your mulch layer to begin with, would you still want to go with like a bark or would you want to go more like with straw or something like that? Like something that, that the cover crop can get through a little easier. So with the it's kind of about speeding up time, right? The smaller the mulch, the faster it'll break down typically. But then if you add a little kicker, you know, some chicken poop or something that's hot, then it'll speed up that process. Well, so, I got plenty of chicken poop around here. So there you that go. That shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, it shouldn't be. And then my other question was, as far as for like trees, would you recommend doing like bare root or do you think nursery root stocks are a better option to go with? Or what is, yeah. what is your opinion on that? I honestly don't know. I've heard so many different things. We're about getting as many trees in the ground as possible, as rapidly as possible. I believe time is of the essence. And we sometimes buy trees from Home Depot right? They're not technically organic, but the process of growing them is poison free. So I, I don't know somebody might educate me and say, this is the way you have to go. And I might say, you're right, but I just haven't found that yet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, from everything I've learned over the past oh, 20 years or so, it, it's back and forth. There's some guys that say go with bare root, some nursery. I was just kind of curious on on, on what your thoughts were. If, if there's one that's more beneficial than the other. I, you know, I don't know yeah. yet. Yep. Yeah, I, I've heard okay. both arguments as well. Yeah, all right, okay. And then as far as um, like, so do you like to do like two different size trees in your, in your, in your guild or how, like, how do you set up your guilds? So, well, it depends on so many factors, right? A lot of them have to do with what plants like shade and where, you know, where do you want the shade? and we, like we just planted a bunch of moringa and um, banana and papaya next to a bunch of like longevity spinach and Okinawa spinach and Suriname spinach. And we did it in such a way where, you know, this will grow very fast and it'll shade out that, those, that whole area. So there's okay. just, it depends on so many factors. That's part of the design process. Okay. Okay. All right. Very nice. And then how do you deal with um, bugs in that kind of a situation? Is that something that takes care of itself too or what? Yeah. Because that's our biggest problem is bugs eating all of our shit. You know, I mean, I, our, in fact, I'll send you a video. Our food forest, we've got some tropic rolls and no fences. And then we've got that other thing and we've planted hundreds and we've got all these different things. There's nothing eating it. And I don't have a real good answer for that. Now, when you have diversity, I'd expect at least a few of the different plants to be picked on. But to date, we've got 70, 80 different species and there's nothing eating them in the middle of the, the woods oh. everywhere. So maybe they have enough other food there. Yeah. Uh, Adam, go ahead. I was going to say, I think um, with, there's also like plants that are like the detractor plants for in, yeah. certain types of insects. So you can plant 
certain, um, you know, um, shrubs or whatnot that are going to deter other bugs from coming in and eating your crop. Yep. Lemongrass and mint are really good. Peppermint. I've heard basil's a pretty good one too for deterrent. Yeah. I think they hate uh, mosquitoes. Hate basil. Is that what it was, or is that the citronella? I can't. You hate them both. I think oh. lemon. Yeah, lemongrass is awesome everywhere. It's. Yeah, it's, we do have to get lemongrass. Is that edible too? Right, you put That's that. That's how in you Asian make the food. citronella oil, right? Tea. I think they make tea out of it. I've never done it. I just made uh, yerba mate the other day for the first time. That was kind of fun. Oh. Is it stuff you grew? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, so I was wondering taste, too. Obviously, not everybody's going to be able to afford to have a professional like yourself come in and do all this. How do you recommend somebody who's, you know, not got all the disposable income in the world to start doing that themselves? So go to the store and buy the food you like. Buy it from the organic section. Make sure it's ripe and not something that isn't ripe because seeds that are um, seeds, if they're not ripened naturally, they won't germinate most sometimes. So anyway, get some tomatoes and cucumbers, whatever you like, and then extract the seeds, go on YouTube and look up how do you germinate tomato seeds? How do you germinate strawberries or any of these different seeds that you like? And then start growing your own. You literally don't have to spend a dime to start growing food. Do you just chuck them out there or is there like a a rhyme or reason to where you'd want to put certain things? I mean, I guess that's your... uh proprietary secrets huh no we don't have anything proprietary we have no ndas no pads no non-competes we want to change the world and everything we have anybody can steal our business model and i will help them do it like for real now our goal is to collaborate and add value we teach regenerative capitalism when we add value then it's the logical smart and ethical thing to do to pay for that value because then it's the cycle of value creation Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And if you're just out to, I mean, if everybody could learn how to do this, it's been so lost in the last, mm, I don't know, 100 years, just like everything else of how to do these things yourself. That used to be normal. What you're talking about used to be something everybody did before there you had to canned food. You yeah. Just go yeah. to the yeah. store. You're like, uh, if you don't do this, how the fuck are you going to eat it? Yeah. yeah. There's no yeah. store. I'm glad there's a store for meat. I wouldn't want to slaughter my own meat. I'm a wuss. <laughs> But I can grow my own food if I don't live in fucking Redding, California. I can grow food anywhere else. Except for- God, I, we got to figure that out. We're, we're going to figure that out. Well, this gets so hot up here in Northern California. It's, it makes it difficult to grow some stuff in the, in the you ha- I would have to, yeah, you have to get a drip line system or really get some sort of watering system in place. Yeah. It's yeah. not like water is expensive. It's just a lot of work and I don't. I don't know what that all takes. But lately, that's, it's been rationed. That's going to be our biggest problem. If we can just <laughs> so, get that figured out, I think, yeah, and it's not rationed and we're not in a drought, we can get it yeah. to work. And this is what we figure out. Those are the problems that we solve. Um, there's so many ways to solve that. And yeah, and when you stack them together, it's powerful. Well, mulching will help that quite a bit, too, with how often you have to water, correct? Yeah, big time. Holding the water in. Yeah. Yeah. I need to make, we, we were talking about doing a compost pile and I really have to get on that because we have chickens too. I have enough tables. Yeah. Scrap. Use your chicken, chicken bedding and chicken shit and then add your, your waste from your kitchen. I mean, you got all the stuff there ready to go. It's just got to have the space to do it. I started throwing it on the garden in the beginning. Remember, I threw yeah. it on all the lettuce and it took a little bit for the lettuce to come up, but 
It did, and it was so good. How do you go so about green. harvesting chicken shit, though? Because there's enough of it, but it's all fucking over the place. Like, do you go you and You can just, just take the, the bedding, little... all of it, and then yes. use the bedding, too. In the pen, yeah, in the coop. And oh, I don't know. Jim, do you, what did you, um, as far as like, like if it's fresh chicken shit compared to, do you want to let it sit for a little longer where it dries out so it's not as hot or? Yeah, it's. Because it'll I've burn had, your plants, right? I've burnt plenty of, of plants, yes, um, with hot stuff. I, I like putting it, I like testing the edges. I want to get it really good, but sometimes I, it's overcooked. So yeah, it's better to let it age. How long I would did, you let I it? I just read that, yeah. Um, so chicken, I would, horse poop, I know is a year. Um, if you've got a whole bunch of horse shit, you want it a year, but I'm not exactly sure on, on chicken. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it depends on the density and all that. Was like, you want to throw it in the compost and let it sit for a season, like over the winter or whatever, and yeah. give it a stir, water, do whatever. And I think it said by the next spring, it should be good to go, but I don't fight. Okay. It. I mean, we were throwing and fresh pee on it every chance you get. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to conserve water. You don't have to flush the toilet. Right. right. <laughs> you just uh, catch catch rainwater, like we talked about before, which I'm pretty sure is illegal here, if not everywhere. In California, you can't do that. Be careful. Ugh, I love those are the laws. I want them to come mess with me on. Oh, it's crazy. I'm gonna it's take that nuts. all the way. I'll just There's collect people... it in my garden. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah as long as they don't find out about it you know put a big old barrier around there so they can't see it <laughs> yeah for sure is anyone really going around checking on that though like looking mm. for people collecting i think you'd have to have barrels and barrels and barrels and have it be really like an eyesore in your yard Just have a big funnel in your backyard yeah, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think more do it on the down low Fine. More than anything, I think they're doing that for guys who like dam up uh, like creeks and whatnot to, to try to deter them from. I mean, if you, if they're doing that, they're probably also doing other illegal stuff. So yeah. I, mean, I don't know how much yeah. deter them. You know, I doubt anybody I, would fuck with us up here, but yeah. no. And the idea of damming creeks upland over time that actually saturates the whole land with water. It's it's so good on, on every level. It's just amazing. And that's one of the things we do too, is do a little swale, a little ditch on contour in your yard. So you combine water catchment with mulch with a swale and you'll have, you'll have really good soil. So do you have to uh, differentiate the, the layout depending on climate? Yes. That's really the depend number on one what you can even get or grow. Yeah. That's the number one thing is what agricultural zone are you in? And then from there it goes to what are your goals? What's your vision? Oh, okay. I think we're in like 9A. I think that's our, nice. goal, our zone. What, yeah. What's that mean? You're like your agricultural zone, like the hardiness zone. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that sounds plant? right. Yep. Yeah, we're in 9A. I was just looking because I was trying to figure out what we could grow. I was trying to see if the mango would survive outside. <laughs> and well, it will. I think a lot of the stuff like the avocados will survive, but who knows they if they'll have. ever They're fruit. like three years old. Do you tarp them? No, and it gets like really, really cold. Do you guys have to tarp them for frost? control or anything like that or this whatever really frost i mean Rarely. there have been times where when i know it's gonna frost um we've like moved the cars and i i have a lot more plants this year than i did last year but i'll put them all in the garage so that they're safe from the frost because i'm a psycho <laughs> <laughs> and i protect it. my plants that's, but i won't bring them awesome. in the house because there's bugs so i just <laughs> have to put them in the garage so they're away from them like i love them but not that much you know yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool <laughs> 
So, Jim, we like to get into a bit of uh, the government controls things they shouldn't on this show. We'll just put yeah. it that way. Um, how much of this, well, not just the last hundred years, like I said, of people forgetting how to grow their own food and being dependent on the supermarket and the government handouts and, you know, everything we see now and it's culminated in this uh, engineered shortage of a lot of stuff, which that's my words, not yours, but... How much of that do you think plays into all this? Because it seems pretty manufactured to me. I go on every level on this question. I've thought about for years. And in fact, you know who James Corbett is? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was just on a call with him. He did a class on mass media and the brainwashing. So back about 100 years ago, I think it was JP Morgan, got a group of guys together and they said, what are the major newspapers in this country? How many of these newspapers would we need to own to control everything, politics and everything in the country? Well, they end up buying 75 of the 125 most popular newspapers in the United States. And from that day forward, they controlled all the media. So it's pretty deep and it goes way beyond that. It's like 400 years ago, Rothschild, one of the first Rothschild guys said, my kids are going to go on all corners of the earth and control the world's currency. And what is a currency? It's the stored energy of the productivity of the people, right? It's, in other words, it's slavery. And it's turning you into a D cell, just like on the matrix. Completely. And Goethe said, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. And if you unpack that, when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, fuck off. I'm not a slave. I can do anything I want. <laughs> right? Well, can I work and not pay a bunch of that money to a warring entity that wants to control my mind? That's slavery. Yeah. yeah. Well, taxation without representation. I mean, we hear that all the time and it's just kind of a cliche now, but it's like, no, they're stealing from you. I, I can't remember who said it, but they're like, we could shut this whole bitch down if everybody just stop paying taxes. Are they going to come get us all? Like, seriously, what, are we all going to prison if we all stop paying taxes? But yeah. to organize that on scale would be damn near impossible. But if we could get a, a, you know, a critical mass of people to just stop paying taxes and just grow their food instead, you know, keep that money and grow some food. Do you feel like growing food is going to be a thing that's taken away from us soon? Because I feel like it's something that is so, it's, it's like collecting rainwater. I mean, you're growing your own food. You're not going to the supermarket. You could essentially buy one cucumber, like you're saying, and just keep growing them every single year, as long as they're not, you know, manufactured to not grow seeds, which I know they do that sometimes. Um, yeah. But do you think they're going to take that away? I think it's so, coming. Since the Garden of Eden, and I don't mean this from a really religious perspective, because I'm not really a religious guy. I'm a spiritual guy. But from this time where there was literally abundance and food growing everywhere, they have been taking it away. They've been taking it away through the governing of our mentes and controlling our minds to be more, well, dependent on them. There is a them. In fact, they have names. You can name them. I just did. (laughs) These people's only job in life as a family for hundreds of years is to control the minds of the slaves. That's their only job. Because behind that's them, our, though, what's yeah. behind the they? Because we we've talked about that a few times too. What's what's the level above the the detached 
eye on the pyramid. It, it, I don't think that's Rockefellers and Rothschilds. I think they're near the top of the, you know, whole part. What's the detached part? What's the eyeball? Oh, oh man, now you're getting, that's fun. That's the I million mean, dollar question. I, well, I think we are spirit. <laughs> we are God playing a divine game of our own making. I think that's what's going on. And the win is the Garden of Eden. And there's clues all along the way, like faith. And I, that's why I'm like, wait a minute. As soon as I started having faith about nine months ago, it's magic every day. Before that, it was the opposite of magic every day. So that's my Living thought. in a prison cell. Yeah. Yeah. We're, Jim, what do you... Oh, go ahead, Joe. I was going to ah, say, what do you... What do you <laughs> What do you think about um, like genetically modified crops and like that causing like the dumb down of society as far as, um, you know, mentally uh, not being cognitive as much as people were in the past, as well as more people being more sickly, I feel like from since genetically modified crops has come in the, to, to bear. I feel like it's, it's been a bigger detriment. I mean, there, there's no nutritional value to it, really. Yeah. I mean, if they're, they're super, you know, deficient. They're dead. And, yeah. yeah they're, but they're if you think that ha that has something to do with, with like why we're so sickly as, as a culture now is because of. Yeah. So back, I think it was in the forties, they changed the hurts of the music. You've heard this, right? Yeah. To be kind of a disresonance and, and not in resonance with our vibration. They put fluoride in the water that calcifies the pineal gland. They poison, they take out the benefits of food and put in stuff that is grown with poisons that equal control. In every area of life, you know, the, the common core and all this stuff. So yes, and, and then what's our solution? Because that's a problem, it's pretty shitty. Yes. <laughs> like, wow, it's stacked. So it's like a game. Well, now we gotta understand what that is and then find our way to the solution. And that's where the Garden of Eden clue comes in for me. Yes, I, I agree 100%. You got to go back to basics type of thing. Yeah. You know, go back to where we were as as a smaller groups of people growing our own crops, you know, even have like a co-op type of situation where you don't necessarily have to have the land to grow it yourself, but you have an area where it's like a community garden type setup, yeah. you know, but a lot of people don't want to do that. They just want to go to the grocery store. Well, that's because they don't know. And yeah. our job is to elevate them. I mean, I'm embarrassed to admit I voted for Obama the first time back like 15, I don't know, a long time ago, right? Because I was controlled and I was a dummy. I didn't know that this freaking guy is just shitty. Um, I had tears in my eyes, right? So then I learned shortly after that. But, but yes, um, we have to elevate people. We have to inspire them to inspire it and live in theosiastic lives and, and really help raise the energy and point towards something beautiful so people can take action and not just sit back and worry. Yeah, it's empowering people to, to you know, take care of themselves. But we talk about this ad nauseum. Most people don't <laughs> want to do that. They want other people to do it for them. They, they want daddy to tell them what to do and to give them their ramen and, you know, give them their fucking prescription meds and just, you know, play video games. I, I've been what? way more hopeful lately. I used to be pretty negative when this all first started. And I was like, oh, everyone's so divided. The media is polarizing everybody. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's just because 
and I wasn't reading what was in the media and thinking it was true. I was just like trying to decipher or try to figure out what dumb people were reading and what they were believing. But now I look and I see real people, real interactions, and it's completely, not always, but most often it's completely opposite than what the media is telling us. Like people believe one thing and one person believes another, but they're still friends and they get along and they don't fight. They don't want each other to die. Everyone's fine. And they just want us to think the fucking world is burning down and it's not, we could all stand up. They want us to all be so scared so that we're all just going to, you know, cry in fear and fall in line. And people are doing that less and less now. And I like it. So I think this is, a time where people will be a little bit more open-minded to growing their own food or, you know, building something on their own instead of going to the store and buying it. I don't know. I think people are getting stronger. You nailed it. And what is this the age of? I mean, is this the apocalypse, the lifting, the veil, the unmasking, all these different clues, it's all happening right freaking now. Isn't that nuts? I'm so excited about this. I know. <laughs> it's a little scary because we have kids. I'm just like worried about the kid thing. Like, I, our kids are fine, but they're not, I don't know, they're little. I have four. They're still, they're still Gen Zers. Oh. So. How old are your daughters? 17, 15, 12, and two. Oh, so, okay. So you've got quite the spread there. Yes. Fifteen. Yes, yes. I have a 15-year-old daughter, and he has a nine-year-old son. But still, Beautiful. the age of uh, the teenagers, it's hard to uh, get through to them sometimes. But they're taking things away from them. Like, you can't travel. And that's all teenagers want to do when they oh. get older. When they leave, I want to go to a different country. I want to travel across the country. I want to go live my life. And they're saying, well, you can't do that unless you get the stabby jab or unless you do this other thing. Who knows what they're going to say in the future? So I keep trying to tell my daughter, like, hey, you can do whatever you want. But, you know, do you have to have those conversations with your kids about the world? And Are you red-pilling your kids? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Your two-year-old especially. (laughs) Big time. My two-year-old is so awake. (laughs) She hadn't had a needle in her body. Um, no, but I, I do. I talk to all of them. Some, the older two, maybe too much because there wasn't a good enough base of it. My, my 12 year old though is completely aware. Um, she was the only one in her class, not wearing a mask for a month. Oh, hell yeah. And that, that blew my mind. I was so, um, yeah. It's first time I realized that she listens. (laughs) No, that's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. At 12, too. That's the age where they start to not listen. Good for her. So they allowed it in the school. That's interesting. That's really cool that they didn't just throw them out immediately. They had to sign a freaking paper. At least they gave you that option. We're in California. We don't have that option here. Yeah. Well, then I should be thankful. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, so, yes, I'm aware that half the world is might not literally make it in the next five years. And it might be more, it might be less, but I'm aware that it's that bad, right? But at the same time, I also 100% believe that this is just a tattered old suit or whatever <laughs> Hemingway or one of those guys said. That, in other words, we're completely spirit and we're playing a game. And then if we click out, we got to remember what we did right so we can do it better the next time. Yeah. And hopefully it's not one of those memory wipe things when you die. Like I, I'm pretty, pretty far into the, I think you get reincarnated in some way. I don't know if it's to human form every time, but I think there's some form of memory wiping that goes on when you die, because I don't remember Jack shit from previous lives that I know of. <laughs> so neither, apparently neither. I'm a terrible gamer. <laughs> I, We've heard a couple of really cool stories though of little kids who, um, before they hit a certain age, 
will talk about their previous life like that was it like as an old man and Up they're like, like four, four. Yeah. yeah and then they'll go back and find out that that was a totally real person who died the exact way and they have a birthmark but then they That's kind amazing. of forget about it later yeah. as they get like seven eight years old but so yeah i totally think that we get reincarnated but get on your two-year-old now and ask her if she remembers <laughs> I love that. Well, you said um, you don't remember. Do you have intuition? Yeah, I have a pretty good gut. gut okay. Feeling. Yeah. What if that is what memoring is like? What if it's literally letting the thoughts go, the BS, the programs, and trusting your intuition 100%? I think Isn't that's that your idea is. about deja vu? Yes. Uh, the... Wasn't that your idea? About that? what? A deja vu where it was like a, a remembrance um, of like uh, something you had to redo or something you did if you wrong. Go, it was my weird thing where if you get to go back and live your life again. I was little when I thought this. If you get to go back and live your life again, it wouldn't be fair to just send you back knowing nothing. So you get to pick a couple things and you get to remember one little millisecond like of save it. save points. And you, yeah, and you but only a second because you can't remember all of it because then that would be unfair as well. So you get this tiny little memory to be like, ooh, something important's happening soon. I'm going to have to make a big decision. Maybe we don't So whenever remember. I have deja vu, I'm like, oh shit, what's happening? But usually it's like, on, what are we making dinner for? We're going like, back we're... on hard mode. You know, we're on easy mode <laughs> yeah. so you could remember and now we're at the final stages. We're on boss level. I know, we're on we're boss like, level and I'm like, shit. I don't have any cheat codes. God damn it. <laughs> I learned how to color in a circle but i don't know how to defy the government and survive right and, <laughs> i don't know how to grow food right all those are the real thing and then i i keep asking what is the solution and i truly believe with all my soul that the solution is to meditate and trust the intuition trust the space what, what do you call it buddy the silent space oh or, trust the uh, trust the silence Yes, trust the silence. I that is like this is not a this is freaky. Like this is how it's happening every day. These kind of amazing synchronicities. Oh, we talk about that a lot too. Yeah, it's a synchronicity. Adam's on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, actually. that's for sure. <laughs> but I think people are noticing the synchronicities too. That was kind of a lost thing, not always lost, but just lost in recent times where. The media was trying to shove shows down our throats or what you should be doing and be fancy, be rich, be this, be that, whatever. And people weren't trying to just be themselves or be spiritual or be, you know, mindful. It is different now, though, too. I, I've heard a lot of people say that, that, you know, I still watch Hulu or Netflix once in a while. Like, we're watching fucking Squid Game right now. I'm kicking myself as much as I did when we watched Tiger King. But it's a great <laughs> that show. That was hilarious. And you got, I don't you got guilted watching into Tiger watching King it, huh? Huh? Into watching what? And the Squid Games, you guys got guilted in the watch. So oh, my my daughter watched it and she was obsessed <laughs> with it. And I was like, that show sounds ridiculous. I'm never gonna fucking watch it. You can tell me all about it. So I let her tell me. And then Joe pulled it up and I put like we were looking up stuff and I was like, eh, it looks kinda cool, it's overdubbed, and we had nothing to watch. And Maddie had already told me about it. So I was like, eh, all right. But I'll we watch it, it through new eyes, and I think a lot of people are doing that too, because they watch it on yeah. purpose, kinda like when you read the news, like she was talking about, where you read it knowing full well it's bullshit oh, yeah. and then you pick out every little thing and you're like oh there's a woman in a red a red dress there's yeah. oh the checkerboard floor you know you're pointing out all this crazy shit yeah. and you're like it's all propaganda okay it's all fake we can still enjoy the movie but knowing it's pure programming you just watch it in a different way now 
you know that's you watch right. everything in a different yeah, way oh, it's crazy the yeah. 3d glasses on now yeah so, yeah now basically we just watch shows about like aliens and like hardcore sci-fi because everything else is bullshit we're like oh nothing's real well, i think a lot of the sci-fi is bullshit <laughs> too but i like that well it doesn't matter it's not yeah. happening right now like it's all fake stuff so we're like we might as well watch fake stuff because anything that they is... show even remotely real is not it's real. horrible i mean there's not it doesn't some big ones come out but this is so funny about a year ago my daughter kept saying dad quit you're ruining the show because what you just said i would do exactly that i'm like do you see that kiddo do you see what they're doing there and she's like quit it <laughs> you see him putting one hand over his eye and doing <laughs> yeah, the okay. oh shit somebody's gonna screenshot that and oh, be like oh, no. oh gosh isn't that funny what a world well, you guys when we yeah. don't watch crazy shit like that we've uh watch some pretty gnarly documentaries where do you stand on flat earth i'm going to ask jim gale the flat earth question you don't have to answer if you don't want to because oh, i know I it puts everything. you in one or two camps <laughs> yeah no no well, you actually, don't even have an opinion on it because nobody I'm, knows i'm you. not super like i i don't think there is a flat earth i think it's a round earth um and i would think that like one time i hit a golf ball and i looked up i was talking to a buddy and then i was walking to the golf ball and there was a guy going to go hit my golf ball. And I'm like, dude, that's my golf ball. And he goes, no, it's not. And I'm like, I just duffed it and it landed right there. And he looked at me and he goes, what about that golf ball? And I was like, oh, God. So my point is I've been wrong before. And I feel like an <laughs> asshole when I'm wrong. So I think it's a round earth. I'm almost positive, but I'm super open. Yeah, I. that's where we are. Because I don't. I, mean, I don't give a shit if it's round or flat actually because i don't I think it matters i think I we're living a in a debate. i think we're in a simulation <laughs> that higher beings started and we're like little meat toys that's a, an experiment or a project or something i don't know so it doesn't matter if it's it, round or flat i don't know how do we get out <laughs> how do we do that yeah. i love it so have you heard of the holographic universe with uh Talbot? Yeah. oh yeah that's, that's pretty interesting shit badass shit right there everything is is possible it, it's a it's pretty cool. It explains a lot of paranormal stuff and aliens and everything, but it kind of plays along with the electric universe idea yeah. too. I mean, if it's a hologram, it's probably electricity. So yeah. And whatever that is, that's the energy, the force of God or something. Right. So like, yeah, uh, we're obviously not qualified to talk about this kind of shit. Yeah. What, electricity. No, it's <laughs> we're anti-science, uh, you know, people here. So we're not anti-science. We just are anti someone telling me exactly what they think science is yeah anti-bullshit that's a good way to shorten it yeah. up there <laughs> yeah discernment is they tried to kill it but it's coming back people are starting to go wait a minute that's that i don't want the booster after i just got promised this would do it <laughs> right. Right. anything i think yeah. this whole uh put i'm gonna put this one on youtube so i'm gonna be careful how i word yeah. stuff but uh i think this whole thing that people are putting inside their bodies recently uh, is actually doing a better job of waking people up than last year did. There's a lot of people now that are having certain things happen after they put the sharp thing in them <laughs> that they're like, wait a minute, maybe this isn't such a great idea. And then you get these articles that come out, they're like, hey, you might have got both doses, but uh, the next best thing is to actually get it, get the virus. And it's like... Right. Well, that's why what? people, the fact that people who are 
in the beginning, or so in the beginning, in last year, I feel like a lot of people who were on the fence were duped into falling in line with what the government said. And some of those people now, I think, are coming over to, well, coming into the middle side, because we're in the middle. We're not on a side, but we're coming into the middle. And they're like, you know, I did get it, but uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not like a diehard, you know. Biden, yes. whatever. They're just like, I got it because I didn't want to wear a fucking mask at work. Or like, yeah. it's really not because they think they're social justice warriors or they're saving the world. Maybe they put that on Facebook, but really deep down in their heart of hearts, I don't think that they go to sleep at night thinking like, oh, goddamn, like I saved the fucking world by getting yeah. this. You know, I don't think people are really that stupid. No, it's just something to post on Facebook. Just yeah, so exactly. Better. That's what I mean. Yeah. That was their post. The virtual like, signaling, right? Look at the yeah. people who post their happy families and then get a divorce the next month. You know, people are just going to post whatever. Yeah. Not reality. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's, uh, I've, I, I will never quit trying to wake people up because it just, it feels like what I should be doing. Like it's, and it's fun. Like I enjoy the conversations. If they get mad at me, I go, okay, I understand you're mad. Instead of just talking, instead of like, I'm not mad. I'm just having an idea conversation. Right. And they get mad. And, and that kind of cracks me up in a way. <laughs> Does oh, that yeah. make them super mad? Because you seem like a very happy person. You yeah, seem like yeah. you would make someone irate if you, if they were trying to like piss you off. I don't, I can't picture you getting mad. You're yeah. just like, oh, whatever. And like your reaction just is never what they're expecting. That's awesome. I love it. I, I get more conscious and less smiley. And I just talk with them as monotone as I possibly can. And I say, I'm just having a conversation. Did you notice how you're upset right now? I'm, I'm curious, why are you upset right now? <laughs> probably and because you down, they know they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. well because they know that their logic is flawed and they're yeah. standing on this structure of straw that they don't even fucking believe in they're just yeah. saying it because the media put it in their head to do it yeah they and they're like wait why, why am i even doing this but they're people have so many pride issues they can't even admit that they don't even fucking know what they're talking about <sighs> that's so true have you heard of uh david hawking or hawkins power versus force Ooh, it's fantastic it's just epic this guy he was a big shot uh, around the world for basically teaching kinesiology and um, how the presence of truth or falsehood can be measured now that whole thing i don't really get but what he says is so true about humanity and there's a level where you go from like pride to faith or where you all of a sudden hit this level of consciousness and most people are not conscious. They are kind of more like animals living on like NPCs, somebody calls them, yep. mm -hmm. right? They're just going by the program and the, all that. So I think that now people are starting to pop into this next level at, a, at an epic rate. What? Yeah, for sure. I a love closing on that. Yeah. So we're coming up at the top of the hour. And I do want to ask you what else we can do to prepare for whatever is going to happen. But where do you think this is going? I love closing with that to get people's, you know, prophecies of the future your thoughts on what's where the fuck what's going to happen give me a it's, time limit an exact date come on hit me okay okay so it's gonna it's gonna split by the end of the year or at the latest by spring the supply chain issues are going to be felt by everybody um was, is going to understand right. that there's a major supply chain and at the same time i think there's going to be attacks on the grid potentially um 
I think that the people that can get together locally in states like Florida and, and, and even in groups in California or Canada or Australia, when you get together in groups locally and start producing everything you need as a, as a mini community within the bigger community, and then showing others how you do that, it will just go and within five, six years, we're gonna have radical freedom and abundance, or we're gonna be dead. I'm gonna go for the first one. We've talked about that recently, actually, about how we actually, 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 we recently feel a little better about the way it's going. I was, the last year or so, it was pretty rough on like mood wise. I'm like, this is fucked, everything's fucked. And actually coming out of 2021, I'm like, I feel kind of light and fluffy now. Like, I think it's gonna be fine. Well, you have to. So once you, well, once it's like the red pill, like once you start seeing it, you can't just go back and be like, well, I guess I can pretend it's fine. You'll never see things the same way. So you're just kind of screwed. And that's really depressing. And you have to go through that grieving stage, I think, of losing your comfort zone, losing that hope you had and that you were taught was totally 100% there as a child. And now you learned it's not. So once you get through that and find your own power within, that's kind of where we're at. So I think we're, we're getting better on a better path. Yeah. Yeah. We can't grow our own shit still. I suck at it. Yeah. It it just takes practice. Yeah. Yeah. So denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, I think. And so we're getting to the place where we're accepting that we have to move forward. And, and I, I have, I have super high hopes. Like I've never been more involved with life and more passionate about life. That's awesome. We need more of you because there's a lot of black-pilled people out there. I know, but I think those people are coming around too. And like like you said, Jim, it's coming to a point where it's kind of like, okay, well, we're all going to do this. We're all going to make it better or they're going to kill us all. Oh, well, like yeah. whatever, yeah. it ends and then we'll start over, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's no point in being like, oh, no, I'm scared. Well, like go hide in a corner. It's no fun and exactly. you're not going to get anywhere. I'd be yeah. out there, rather out there sticking my feet in dog shit than just be like, oh, Why okay, are you talking about me? dog shit on this episode? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, get like stuck on shit. I get stuck on shit. Sorry. <laughs> Love it. And so, anybody can get a hold of me, foodforestabundance.com. We are in the business of helping other people be in this business. And so if you want to be in the business of helping people be free and grow food, or if you would like to grow for yourself, that's what we do. I'm going to have to reach out to you because I'm actually in the mortgage industry right now. And I'd way rather be growing food. <laughs> I'd love to come to work growth, for it. But... Yeah. Awesome. And no, for real, it's the best business in the world. It's super profitable. I mean, it's like landscaping, but it's foodscaping and it's way easier. It's, you just have to follow the blueprint that we provide. It's really pretty cool. Yeah, and it's rewarding so working fun. with your hands. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I work with my hands now, but it's for a big corporation. I'd much rather work for you. So for I'll send you my resume after the show <laughs> and you can hire me and everything will be great. Yeah. <laughs> Let's change the world. So before we get out of here, though, what, what do you have as far as suggestions besides growing your own food? I mean, we've all heard preparation, you know, ammo and all this stuff. What else are you doing as Jim Gale? The most mental? important thing is in the mind, right? So if you're living in fear of any kind, if you're focusing on the shit that makes you sad or depressed or angry or rageful, let go of all that shit and write down what you love about life, write down what you're thankful for, and then write down and visualize a path to something that brings you joy. And then from there, the world is, will open up magically for everybody. Fucking well That's said. Awesome. I love it. So. Before we get out of here, uh, foodforestabundance.com, 
Food Forest Abundance on Instagram. Have I missed anything? Is there anything oh, else yeah. you want to plug? It's kind of all over the place. We're going to have TV shows. If you have a podcast, anybody who does, I love this. I don't care if there's 10 people or a mil- or 20 million, which is coming soon. Um, I just want to do this. Awesome. Thank you guys Adam. so much. Plug, plug yourself. <laughs> plug yourself. All right, so, uh, like I said, my name's Adam. Um, I have a new podcast. It's called Trust the Sil- Silence. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. And then I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Trust the Silence. And then uh, Trust the Silence at protonmail.com. Awesome. Perfect. Silence with an L, everyone. And of course, I'll yes. uh, put silence. links in the show notes to everything here. And Jim, thank you so much for coming on. Thank we you. appreciate it. Love All talking. Right. Thanks, Jim. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Good night. And we're done. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.